And welcome to episode five of Cheap Seats, the number one sports podcast produced by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program. To my right, I got the one and only Jackson Bellinger. Hello. And then in the other booth today is the one and only Anthony Schulte. Hey, Derek. Rocking the red Sadiq Bay jersey. Big win oh, yeah. by the Pistons last night, beating the Bucks. Yes, sir. Huge win, huge confidence boost for them. But um, I want to start with some college football. Or let's start with some NFL, actually. Week 18 is just around the corner. What game do you think is going to be the most exciting out of all of them that could possibly infect or affect the playoff picture? Well, I mean, week 18 is basically already a playoff week for some teams. Uh, the Chargers and the Raiders are basically playing a playoff game because winner gets that last spot in the wild card and loser goes home. And they're both uh, the same record. They're tied records. And, yeah, it's just winner go home. And that's probably going to be the most exciting game as – and so does the NFL as they move that into the Sunday night slots. Yeah. So a big primetime game, and that's probably going to be the top game of the week. The game I'm most excited for, honestly, is the game you mentioned, but another game I think is going to be a good one is Indianapolis at Jacksonville. The Jaguars have been able to win, I believe, the last three out of four against Indianapolis, including a week one victory last season in Indianapolis. Or sorry, Yes, in Indianapolis. This one's in Jacksonville, week 18. Trevor Lawrence, from what I've heard, is playing Sunday. So the Jacksonville Jaguars have a chance to get that third victory to set the culture the right way and also play spoiler. Because the Colts, if they win, they're into the playoffs. If they lose, they are eliminated. So Jacksonville has a chance to play spoiler against a team that they've had success against in the last in the last couple of years, I think Trevor Lawrence, this is the best Trevor Lawrence we've seen all year. He's starting to come, kind of come into his own. And I think Jacksonville kind of going off topic for a second. They got one of the most intriguing head coach vacancies. You got a young quarterback. You got a culture that you really can build and make it your own. Because you got like head coaching jobs like Chicago, like uh, Vegas. Vegas is a playoff contender, but that's a culture that really you're coming in and you can't really build your own culture. But this Jacksonville head opening, head coach opening, you can kind of build your own culture. You can do what you want with this team. I got to go with uh, what Jackson mentioned, that Raiders and Chargers game. I feel like Herbert and Eckler, they've got to have a really good game. And I feel like, like what he said, it's got to be the most exciting. It's win or go home. And I feel like, me personally, I think the Chargers are going to win. And um, I'm just excited to see what Herbert can do. He's got Keenan Allen, I believe. And um, I want to see if Eckler can put together another spectacular performance. He's been playing well lately. Another game I'm excited to see is it's a Thursday night game, Dallas and Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. The uh, Cowboys are coming off a 25-22 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. They were penalized over 10 times for the third time this year. And they had some key – they were penalized, sorry, 12 times – this past game against Arizona, eight of which were in crucial plays. So when you see so when you see your team get down the field and you start driving, and then you have a third and nine, or you have a third and eight, that's a false start. That's a third and 14. Their average third down was third and nine. Same thing on defense. You have a third and five. You have a third and six, third and seven. You get off the field, offsides. That's a first down. That's a third and two, third and one, something like that. That's a drive that's going to constantly keep shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. We saw, we've seen that multiple times with the Lions over the years. We've seen it just kind of constantly keep shooting themselves in the foot, and I think that's why Dallas is going to be an early playoff exit. Plus, you're losing multiple good receivers. Amari Cooper is having an uh, off year. There was that one uh, receiver who 
got hurt in the Arizona game. He tore his ACL. Can't think of his name I right now. I can't remember his name either. But you got Amari Cooper, who's having an off year. You got CeeDee Lamb, who's having an off year. Ezekiel Elliott isn't the Ezekiel we've seen in previous years. Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is comeback player of the year. He's front-running that conversation. But I sat here week two or week three talking about the Dallas Cowboys saying this is the team to beat in the NFC. That this is the team that the playoffs are going to go through AT&T Stadium. Now I'm sitting here saying they're a possible wild-card exit. Because you look at this offense, they're killing themselves in the foot constantly. I think they got too many good players for their own demise. Where Dak Prescott is not the Dak Prescott we saw. This is the way Dak Prescott is playing. He's kind of showing he doesn't deserve that payday he got in the offseason. He's, he's showing Jerry Jones to be that bad owner that we've known Jerry Jones to be over the last 10 years. Making stupid contract after stupid contract. And I really right now throw Dak Prescott in that conversation, and they're going to be either a wild-card exit or a divisional round exit. And I feel like that Dak Prescott injury, too, earlier in the season, kind of like they were on a roll, and then that happened. They still kind of kept winning, but I feel like that injury really just kind of like put a hash in their season and kind of just the team morale just seemed to go. They did have some uh, – I forgot that, who that quarterback was that came in, but um, he had that uh, great game, and I just feel Against like, Minnesota, I think yeah, that against, was, yeah. Against Minnesota. And I just feel I feel like that injury really kind of put a monkey wrench into their season, if you will. Yeah. Jackson, you got any thoughts on that? Not really. I mean, you guys basically covered everything. Uh, started off rough, picked it back up, and now it looks like they're going to end rough with a few losses in a row, including last week. Look at the competition that Jackson – or, sorry, not Jacksonville, Dallas has played. They blew out Washington football, the Washington football team. This is the first time – in probably my lifetime of watching Dallas Cowboys football, I could say, okay, that was a really complimentary game of football. Their defense came up with multiple huge plays. Their offense looked unstoppable. Then again, it was against Washington. Mm-hmm. Same thing with when they played the Giants a few weeks ago. Okay, this is a team that I feel comfortable saying they might make it to the championship round. For all we know, they might even make it to the Super Bowl. Because Aaron Rodgers does not play well in the NFC Championship game. We've seen it the past couple of years. He lost to um, Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago. Then he lost to Tom Brady, both of which were, I believe, at home at Lambeau, where the playoffs are going through Lambeau once again for the NFC. Great season by the Packers. But going back to the Cowboys, the way they played against the Cardinals, I really don't feel comfortable saying that they're going to make it to the championship game, that they're going to Lambeau Field. For the championship game. I feel comfortable saying they might lose to Arizona in the first round. They might lose to, like, Tampa Bay. They might lose to Green Bay. They might lose to all these really good teams. The NFC NFC playoff picture is basically made. We got a couple more spots. But I think the NFC between Green Bay, between Bucks, between the um, Cowboys, between um, the Rams and the Cardinals... Those are five really good teams, and each team can make a case to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here talking trash about the Cowboys. I am. I admit it. But the Cowboys also, if they play like they did against the Giants, against the football team in the playoffs, I could, I could sit here in February and say, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong on January 4th saying that they weren't going to make the Super Bowl because they turned their season around. They started playing better complementary football again, which I don't see that happening. They're going to lose to a really good team. Even though the Buccaneers are banged up, they lost Antonio Brown. But 
Moving on into that, um, that's a perfect gateway for the next thing I want to talk oh, about. Yeah. Antonio Brown, team number three. Um, let's just get your thoughts on that whole situation. Um, I was just kind of, I was watching the guy, I was kind of just left speechless. I was, yeah. All of a sudden, I just see Antonio Brown run with the peace sign to the crowd into the, into, and, then, and then I see a picture on Twitter. He's waiting for an Uber outside the stadium, and then he's at the Nets game the He was the at next the Nets day. game last night, yeah. And then he's releasing a single. He's saying he's a, uh, what was, what was, uh, a super gremlin. He said he was a super gremlin, and I, I feel like it was. This is all a um, effect of that Vontez perfect hit when it was Steelers. I, th- I honestly, no, I, I honestly agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. That hit was vicious. He hasn't been the same since then, and I just feel like I feel like he's actually done in the NFL. I don't think another team because he was. I'll be honest. I thought he was going to start turning it around. I this season, I thought. I mean, he got hurt, but. I feel like this was the first somewhat normal season we've seen since that hit from Antonio Brown. He seemed like he was committed. He made all those comments saying that leave all the dramas. This is just football. He said that last week, actually, before this whole incident happened. And there's a couple rumors saying like Bruce Arians told him that uh, he had to get out there regardless of injury. And he didn't want to go out because of his injury because he didn't want to risk it. But then I'm hearing another rumor saying that he had all these bonuses that he was going to yeah. get. And the coaching staff was like, no, you're not. we're not – we're not making our game plan surround that you get your bonuses. Yeah. So, I mean, there's rumors from both sides of the spectrum, but I just think the whole thing, the whole thing's crazy. And it was just a matter of time. I feel like he was just too normal. It was just a matter of time before AB blew up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's to the point where no team's going to give him another chance. Um, we see that he does really good and then he acts normal and then he relapses mm-hmm. and goes back into a state of craziness. Uh, we saw with the Raiders, we saw with the Patriots, we saw with even the Steelers, and we're seeing it now with the mm-hmm. Bucks. I mean, if the Lions were to pick him up tomorrow, who's to say that it's not going to happen again? Um, but the thing is, he is productive when he's on the field. The, him and Brady were a great combo, and um, I do wish the best, but he needs to get it under control, really. And yeah, it's. And Brady gave him two chances, too. Mm-hmm. This is the, se- it's the second. Tom Brady's like, you know what? Patriots was a different thing. Let's give him another chance. And the fact that what, so, what most people will call is the greatest player of all time to ever put on an NFL uniform is giving you a second chance, and you just literally you literally walk out on that second chance. When you, you have a chance at a Super Bowl, the NFC, in my opinion, is wide open, and you have this chance at a Super Bowl. You guys could put it together in the playoffs. You'll, you'll be more, more healthy after the playoffs. You'll be more healed from that injury. He just walks off. Again, I just think it's real crazy, man. The thing about Antonio Brown is, let's think about where this all started, too. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler. He was a top-five receiver in the NFL five, six years ago. Him, Big Ben, you know, you had Le'Veon Bell. They Mm -hmm. all looked poised to win another Super Bowl for the Steel City. Now, you get them cut. You have contract issues with A.B. He holds out. He gets traded to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. He has all the off-field issues with the Raiders. He gets cut. He goes to the Patriots. He plays, I believe, one game for the Patriots, if not two game. games. Got, he played what, what did he one get? game. One touchdown? He a got, touchdown. He got that one touchdown? Yeah. And everybody thought he was back, and everybody thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread? The thing I like about Tom Brady, and I make a lot of comparisons of Tom Brady to a Bill Lambeer with the bad boys. Mm. Let, me, let me explain this comparison for a second, okay? Okay. Because with the bad boys, Bill Lambeer, whenever a player would come into the locker room, a new player, he would say, okay, this is how we run the show here. This is going to be your place on the team. If you don't like this, you can leave. I think Tom Brady is the same way with the Bucks. He was the same way with the Patriots. Oh, yeah. 
Because you see how he runs the team. We've seen that for years. Brady made Bilicek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brady made Bruce Arians a relevant head coach again. Now, don't get me wrong. Bill Belichick's one of the greatest head coach of all time, if not the greatest head coach of all time. He showed that this year with Mac Jones and how he took a nobody team that went 7-9 and nine to possibly winning the division this week if, Buff- if Buffalo can lose and they can win. And so looking back at Brady, I really think it's Brady coming in and paying guys like, remember, Leonard Fournette's had a great season and a mm-hmm. half with the Buccaneers. You have players like um, Antonio Brown who came in. He played a huge role in the Super Bowl against Kansas City last year. He had a really good year going this year, minus the whole COVID issue and stuff like that. But I think it was you, Anthony, who said it. Things seemed too perfect. Mm -hmm. And you know, you really were waiting for him to have that relapse. And there it is. And we're really seeing it. And I think that might kill the Buccaneers. I said earlier that each team in the NFC has a reason to make it to the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers, I feel like... They're the three seed right now. I feel like they have an argument to be the two seed. They've ha- played some amazing games, and then they have games like they got shut out against the Saints on Sunday mm-hmm. Night Football a couple weeks ago. And you're, you're missing key guys like a Mike Evans, like a Leonard Fournette, a, um, a Chris Godwin. I know um, Ronald Jones is questionable for this Sunday's game. Now you're taking out that Antonio Brown as well. Who's left? Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, O.J. Really, Howard? Really it's really just Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you, and you can't move someone like Rob Gronkowski to, to wide receiver. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy what's going on. I feel like Tom Brady, though, if there's anybody that will make it work and win, it's Tom Brady. If there's anybody that will do it, it's Tom. Kind of moving on, um, what do you, who do you see making it to the Super Bowl? And do you think there's any clear-cut Super Bowl favorites and teams that have kind of already punched their ticket in the Super Bowl? Uh, Green Bay, I mean, with all the teams, Green Bay just gets better with every week with the players that they're getting back from injury. Jair Alexander's coming back. Uh, Zadarius Smith might be coming back and Sam Bakhtiari. So they're getting better with every single week. While in the past three weeks, we've seen, we've seen teams collapse. We've seen Dallas lose two straight. We have seen, um, we've seen Antonio Brown walk out, one of the star receivers for the Buccaneers. And, and not only that, but mixed with the fact that they now got the number one seed and the road goes through Lambeau, there's no reason to believe that they can easily take the NFC. Now, on the AFC, uh, I think I got to go with either Kansas City or Buffalo. I like to hear Buffalo. Um, for me, I'm going to bring up another team. We've talked, about, uh, we've talked about Green Bay a little bit today. We've talked about Dallas. We've talked about Tampa Bay a lot. You know which team we've left out that's a division leader right now? Please don't say Arizona. The Rams. Okay. The L.A. Rams. Matt Stafford, baby. No, and let's look at some of these wins they've had this year. They um, have a Week 2 win against the Colts, 27-24. They followed that up playing at home against Tampa Bay, 34-24 victory. They beat the Seahawks, 26-17. They beat the Lions, 28-19. You really got to really count the Lions. They as, beat as the Cardinals. Win. They beat the Cardinals, 30-23. They beat the okay. Seahawks once again, 20-10. They've won... Five in a row after losing three in a row. They lost to the Titans, 49ers, and Packers, three of which are on the road. Two of which are on the road. They finished the season against the 49ers at home, and I think that's going to be a really big confidence boost going into the postseason because the 49ers already are are a playoff team. They're going to be a wildcard team, and I think they're one of the scariest wildcard teams to to have to play the first round. 
But let's not forget about that Ravens game for a second. Matt Stafford played phenomenal in the second half of that Ravens game. Mm-hmm. Once again, shows what he did in Detroit his whole career. Orchestrate fourth quarter comeback drives. Oh, yeah. Did it against the Ravens once again. He did it week after. He's done a week after week. I think we can pick Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford as the best wide receiver quarterback tandem in the NFL right now. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. that yeah. or Ty- here's the top three: Tyreek Hill, Patrick no. Mahomes. No, I, I don't count Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's had a, had an off year this year, and I can tell you who that do you who do you pit team. who do you pit over Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes? Aaron Rodgers and Adams. I was gonna Aaron say Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Adams, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford. Who do you pit as the third one? Josh I Allen, Stephon Diggs. Prob- probably. I, I mean, would have maybe even said Tom Brady and Antonio Brown, or Tom Brady and Evans. But I got one. I got one. I got one. Joe Burrow. That, and that's the, what I was thinking of, Jamar Chase. The Offensive Rookie of the Year, you heard this here first, January 4th, 2021, Jamar Chase is mm-hmm. winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And deservingly so. Forget forget about Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been up and down all year. Jamar Chase is winning the Offensive Rookie of the and Year. And I feel like the Bengals aren't anywhere without Jamar Chase. I feel like, and I also feel like that, that, that Tiger duo, I guess you could call it. The LSU uh, duo. Yeah. I saw a fun fact that, like, Justin Jefferson broke the – League read the league record for most receiving yards for a rookie last year. You know who broke it this year? Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel, I just feel like there's, there's. I mean, you can even make a case for Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, but they're, I, they're all better than what Tyreek Hill's put together this season. He's had a couple great games. Don't get me wrong. Tyreek Hill showed that he's still an elite receiver, but he's had those games where he's had like two receptions yeah, for twenty. The yards. last two weeks. The he's last had, two weeks. And, and I know this because he's on my fantasy team, and I lost I lost into the championship because of him, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, they were great the past couple of seasons. I feel like this was Tyreek's off year. I feel like Tyreek bounces back next year, but I feel like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, I feel like Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, I feel like Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, and Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, all four of those have been better than Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes this year. Going back to my rant for a second, though, the team I have in the AFC this might be a little bit biased, might not be a little bit biased. I got to say it, Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. Right, I, 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 see, I, see, I see Buffalo being one of the surprise teams coming in, beating Tennessee, beating Kansas City, and making it to the championship game. Let's talk about some of these wins they have this year. Dolphins on the road, 36-0. Texans at home, 40-0. Chiefs on the road, 38-20. Dolphins at home, 26-11. They beat the Saints, 31-6. They beat the Panthers, 31-14. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. They beat the Panthers, 31-14. And the losses they have really can be honed in on the offensive side of the ball. Defense has played phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. But the struggles they've had this year can really be honed in on the offensive line and Josh Allen not being the Josh the 2020 Josh Allen we saw. If he plays like he did the last the last month of the season, they're going to be one of the clear cut favorites for the Super Bowl, and there's good reason for that. But I want to bring up a fact I saw about the Bills a couple weeks ago. It said something like the Bills are the first team since the 2003 Pittsburgh Steelers to not have to punt the ball in back to back weeks. So That's you're finishing bad. drives with either a touchdown. Or a field goal, or you're turning the ball over, which hap- that that happens in the NFL. But we talk about each team in the playoffs having a key win. The key win for the Bills is going into Arrowhead Stadium Sunday night in the rain, beating the Chiefs 38-20. And you know what? That game looks a lot ugly- uglier for the Chiefs than the score really says. 
mm-hmm. because the Bills just dominated. We talked about com- complementary football with the Cowboys earlier. That was really complementary football on both sides. And we talked about the Bengals, same thing last week. They played an amazing game against the Chiefs. Joe Burrow had four, four um, touchdowns, three of which went to Jamar Chase. And you really start seeing these teams figuring out the Chiefs formations, and you really start seeing them figure out, like, how do we start stop st- how do we start stopping Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey? How do we start stopping Patrick Mahomes and players like this? Their defense isn't the defense we've seen in previous years. And I, I'll agree with that, but I mean, I honestly, I don't think there's a clear cut favorite to to win the Super Bowl. It's or the make same. It to the Super it's Bowl. the same. It's the same thing with the NFC. Mm-hmm. All it, division leaders. New England can even make a case. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that can make a case for making it to the Super Bowl. I feel like every team that will be in the playoffs has a case to make it to the Super Bowl. If I Quickly, I'll give you who I think. I think if Derrick Henry comes back in the playoffs, the Titans have a great chance. I feel like if I was to make a prediction right now, as much as I hate to say Packers, I think it's going to be Packers and Titans. I'm just going to say right there, Packers, Titans. I like Packers, Titans. Packers, Titans, or Packers, Bills. That is my prediction. Mm-hmm. Let's move on really quickly. I want to talk about some college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the last episode before we have before the um, championship game next Monday. Alabama beat Cincinnati. Michigan lost to Georgia. Who is y'all's pick to win the national championship this year? Um, I guess uh, Alabama. I, I'll Roll Tide. I got to go Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban's coached a great, great, great last couple of games. I mean, I know they had that loss to Texas A&M. Everybody was like, oh, Alabama's not it. They almost lost to Auburn. Oh, Alabama's not it. I feel like Alabama put it together. I feel like they have the uh, their quarterback. Why can't I remember his name? Help me. Help Bryce me. Young. Bryce Young. I've, they have Bryce Young, who's played phenomenal. It, I feel like it's Alabama. I feel like Georgia's a good team. It'll be a close game. It's anyone's game, really, but I'll pick Alabama. Jackson? I kind of agree there. Um, there's no Alabama was able to. Alabama had didn't really struggle against Cincinnati. I mean, they didn't put up 40 like a lot of people thought, but they held Cincinnati out of the end zone all night, mm-hmm. and so did Georgia. Well, I guess Michigan did get a touchdown in like garbage time, but other than that, both touchdowns teams, a touchdown. I touchdowns mean, yeah, but both teams held the other team to no touchdowns throughout the entire game, just field goals, and so. It's going to come down to really whoever has the better offense. And Alabama's got the Heisman winner, Bryce Young. And there's no reason to think that Nick Saban also can't get it done. So I take Bama. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish this off by saying Georgia's played a phenomenal year. They played a great game against Michigan. They've played a great season, honestly. They've had multiple shutouts on defense. Their offense has looked basically unstoppable. They had the one play where they're running back through it for, I believe, 40 or 50 yards for the touchdown against Michigan in the mm-hmm. first half. But with that being said, roll tide. I got Alabama winning a close one, 24-21, on a last-second field goal. Bryce Young has played amazing. There's reasons he won the Heisman. You got uh, you you got talent on both sides of the ball for Alabama. They looked really good against Cincinnati. They Remember, Alabama's offense confuse Georgia's defense. There's a lot of talk of, okay, is Georgia's defense going to be able to bounce back against Michigan? And will Michigan be able to take advantage of that? I really think Georgia is going to see a lot of the same runs, the same formations from that Alabama offense. I think they're going to be able to figure it out a little bit better. But once again, roll tide. I got Alabama winning it. Reese, mm-hmm. roll tide, baby. Roll tide. Roll tide. With that being said, that's going to wrap up Episode 5 of Chief Seats. Um, anything else? Anyone else? 
Anything else anyone's got to say? Sadiq Bey is the GOAT. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Sadiq Bey is the GOAT. Jackson? Nah, that's it. So we're going to be back at you in a couple of Tuesdays with episode six. Um, that's all I've got. So see you later.